Thank you for joining us here for another episode of the Diversions Podcast. We're your host here. I'm Kenny. It's B. And we have finally reached episode 21. The podcast can now legally drink. Hell yeah. Let's take this pot out and back and get it drunk. <laughs> it's wild. 21 episodes, legally drink. It's like, man. And that's probably why we here. We have a special drink here for us today, which we'll talk about later. But yeah. True. I, uh, I splurged a little bit just so we can celebrate. But I hope... <laughs> This podcast does not end like me on my 21st birthday because that was a shit show. <laughs> like, somebody, somebody bought me a shot with like jalapeno juice in it and I went up throwing up all over the bar and I went back in and I did more shots. It was tragic. Ooh, yeah, let's definitely hope it doesn't end up like that here. We got a show to do. We got, I think we can keep the show on the rails. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Uh, but why don't we just start up here? Uh, why don't you go with what you have recommended for shows this week, actually? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think everyone's pretty much on this train at this point, but I finally got around to watching the first episode of Last of Us, and it is very fucking good. Yeah. Uh, never played the games, but it's a lot of fun to watch. And Pedro Don't you Pascal, have the game? I, I've had it for years, <laughs> and I've never played it. I just It just sits in my collection, apparently. Yeah, I've never played the game either, but um, everyone talks really highly of it, and I'm like, I'm sure it is good. I just, I don't know, for some reason, I just never got around to it. Yeah, just like Zombie Horror Survival didn't seem too interesting to me. But apparently the story is like so much more than that, which good for them. But also just it seems like a lot to get into. And I haven't even finished so many games I'm already playing that whatever. Right, right. Uh, but beyond that, I started watching a new series, uh, Revenger, uh, anime about a like, former samurai who uh, ends up falling in with this group of like do-good assassins. It's very interesting. The characters are cool, but the story is kind of like not going anywhere right now. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, so... what's a do-good assassin? <laughs> exactly. It's like kind of I don't know, kill terrible people to like help people settle their right, revenge right. or something like that. Like the downtrodden, a, a murderous Robin Hood group. Yeah, more or less. That's kind of what the vibe is. Uh, but it's set in like 1800s Japan, so it's a All good right. time. Uh, and then last one, uh, just because it had the weirdest name, I had to put it on the list and check it out, uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. Is it also an anime or? Also an anime. All right, uh, all I right. think it's pretty new this season or, uh, or late last year is when it came out, but it's cool. It's a weird one. It's another one of those ones where it's uh, some mysterious military organization that like everyone has like their own special weird powers and stuff like that. Kind of a lot like the... Uh, high card anime i was watching too so huh. very similar vibes across the board with those ones i uh i feel like i gotta mix it up and just get like some feel-good isekai in there next or something like that because <laughs> i'm just watching the same shows over and i over have plenty point. of isekai to recommend i'm just give me some good ones because i i started uh uh what is it restarting life in another world or something like that it's oh, like re-zero yeah 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 re-zero uh and i fell asleep watching the first episode so i didn't really get a chance to like get into it and enjoy it not because it was bad i was just very very sleepy but um all right maybe i'll start with that and then throw me some suggestions all right yeah definitely will uh, uh what was it my life reincarnated as a slime yeah that's a good one that's a fucking great one and they have a movie out right now they do have a movie out i gotta check that out yeah it's a good there's i don't know i guess it was, i didn't realize there was a whole series about like that whole like i guess genre i think one of them was like i got reincarnated as yamcha what? Yeah, there's there's a whole pair. I gotta check that one. Yeah, out. Uh, there's a couple more. I'm trying to remember which ones they are, but it it it, it spreads across like a wide variety of different like uh, 
guess anime genres like from shonen to like and magical so girl like to multiple it's like different people yeah it's like different people like it's not just one person but yeah oh okay that's interesting because i know there's also like yes yeah, so what i'm a spider or something like that and i had very similar vibes <laughs> out around the same time as uh slime but yeah, as for my recommendations here, uh, also an anime called Mon Quali Nights. I'm sure some of you who watched Foxbox growing up, you might recognize that. Unfortunately, it's not the four kids dubbing, which I was kind of hoping for because it's just a nostalgic feel for me. And just that horrendous four kids dubbing. It's just funny to watch because it's, it's hilarious how they tried to like localize a bunch of phrases and like food yeah, those for American audiences. Horriously bad. I mean, they're bad, but it's also enjoyable. Like, they, they really put effort to try to make this show, like, popular in America, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, synopsis of the story is, like, I guess they're trying... There's two different worlds, like, our world and this other... I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember the, the name of the other world. I'm just going to call it, like, Mon Kali, I guess, for now. Or Mon World. Maybe it's Mon World. It says he discovers the existence of six gates. Four. An other dimensional world full of... Talk about Mon Kali Knights? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like I I'm I watch it just to like have something on while I work. But the thing that sucks is that it's uh subbed and not dubbed. So like I you gotta pay attention. Yeah, I gotta pay attention. It's like eh, I, that, I, I pay I pay half attention. Like I I look for the action, I'm just like, Oh, I remember watching this and I kinda like piece together stuff yeah, that I like remember. It helps you've already seen it, so you can kind of so like th- there's stuff, but I'm also wondering and like if I re- I wanna like rewatch it seriously again and see like Maybe like the localization here is different than what was actually happening on in the scenes from the original, I guess, anime version. I'm surprised you'd be able to remember the plot that well from 23 years. Have you met me? (laughs) Very good point. This man is a steel trap. So that's one. Another one is a Netflix series. I mean, despite the fact how much I shit on Netflix, uh, they actually had a good one here called Lockwood and Co. It's live action series. Um, it takes place in London about a group of kids who are ghost hunters, actually. Oh, I saw a preview for that. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good, actually. I liked it a lot. Um, only one season because it just premiered, but I'm also thinking, like, come on, Netflix, don't do me bogus and don't cancel it. Don't pull a Netflix, please. It's really good. Uh, it's based off a book series, I found out. But watching it, I kind of got a vibe, like, combining of, like, Ghostbusters, Luigi's Mansion, and... Okay, interesting vibe. What's another? I forgot. Tali mentioned something else because we were watching it together. But she also really enjoyed it. So it, it's a good show. I like it. I guess something occurred. Like they're calling it the problem that like it's making people become ghosts after they die. But like I guess like, there's two different classification of ghosts. There's type 1, which are pretty easy to exercise and like get rid of. And then there's type 2, who are a lot more malicious and very dangerous. <laughs> and they need like special agents to be able to... like take them down or like exercise them or whatever okay. but the interesting part here is that only children are able to see ghosts like they have something like a like a gift i guess that they can see and like other kids are they're called like listeners they're able to like touch objects and like feel what this person was feeling when they were alive and when they died and like they're able to find like the source that's like tethering them to our world basically and how to like eliminate that and uh basically i think some kids as they get older they lose like their ability to see ghosts and like some of them die on the job and stuff like that. So I don't want to spoil too much. I definitely think everyone should check it out. It's a good series. I kind of liked it because I was just like, man, it's kind of like, not really Luigi's Mansion's vibe, but I think just the whole aesthetic gave me because like they start off in a haunted mansion. And yeah, I'm it just is like, like old classic like English mansion-y look, or at least from the previews that I've seen stuff like that. So. Yeah, and they really like sowed the seeds for like future seasons. So I really hope we get to explore all that. But overall, <laughs> <I hope> so. <laughs> a really good show. I definitely recommend that for everyone. Definitely pick that up. Right on. 
And I guess for I guess to recommend for you also and for everybody else, uh, an isekai anime that I used to watch way back in the day. I don't know if anybody here remembers uh, Toonami Jetstream. It was during a time when like Toonami just ended, like they were broadcasting for the first time back in 2008. And then they were moving everything to online, like I guess to kind of like still keep the anime block going for like people, but it was only online. It was called Toonami Jetstream. I vaguely remember this. And that was the first places where I started watching like uh, Prince of Tennis. Um, What else was I watching on there? There's some other animes that I, I can't really remember. I got to look up at the Tanami Jetstream lineup. Maybe I'll make an episode of that for you guys as well. But the other a- anime that I saw there was called Mare. It was like Marching Awaken Romance. It was like the subtitle of it as well. It's one kid. His name is Ginta. He's from Earth. He's like super scrawny and we can't like big glasses can't see or anything. Then he gets transported to the world of Mare where he has like super strength, 20-20 vision. Like, He's you know, Spider-Man waking up the day after the bite. Yeah, and like has like untapped magical power, basically. Mm-hmm. And he gets like this, I think, what are they called? Are they called arms? or is it, They have a unique name, basically. Like these little weapons that people have. And they, they take the form of either jewelry or like some kind of weapon, whichever. You know, it's different little things. And he has like one special one, I guess, that was, was used by the bad guy in like 500 years ago or something that he mm-hmm. used to try to take over the world. So, I actually never finished the anime, so... Hey, this <laughs> I, is a good I, opportunity to get yeah. back in then. So, I will probably look that one up as well, but it, I remember it being good. I only, it's, it had, like, the typical tropes of a isekai anime, but overall, it was a good... I, I enjoyed watching the story, you know. I love him. It's an underrated... Uh, I mean, I, would, I shouldn't say that because they're a fucking dime a dozen at this point, but it's a fun genre. I like a good isekai. Yeah, it's a good one. Definitely recommend that one as well. Anyone who wants to check that one out. But aside from that, I think, you know, that's all we have for recommendations here. Yeah, honestly, that's I don't want to. I thought we were going to have. <laughs> I have plenty of more. I just don't want to bombard people with so much every day, like every week. You are, you are further extending my to watch list, and uh, I'm trying to catch up on new shit as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, You're I like. Killing me, dude. I don't want to, like I said, like bombard people, like make, like, you know, like check this out, and then next week I'll have maybe like one or two shows again for you here or there, but we'll see. But I guess here to move on to our main topics, Hasbro has laid off 15% of his workforce after not meeting quarterly profits, which is a real bummer because thousands of employees have lost their jobs. And what frustrates me actually a lot is the higher ups never really pay for these poor decision making. Uh, Just like Disney, Hasbro also put in a new CEO in place and his tenure is not really off to a good start. Damn, so, I didn't realize Hasbro had that many employees that 15% made up thousands. Oh, yeah. It it was ridiculous. Cause, uh, I mean, yeah. they really have nobody else but themselves to blame because they were making a lot of, like, of budget cuts here. And, like, uh, quality control issue was, like, a main thing that a lot of, like, collectors, myself, and other, like, customers were, like, very peeved about because the quality definitely dropped. You have figures who are, like, their heads are popping off, like, their sockets. <laughs> And you have other ones who the the paint isn't matching how it's supposed to be on the promo box. You have other figures who even have a completely different figure in the box than what's supposed to be. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, it's it's gotten really bad. And then like some figures have like no accessories. I remember seeing this one person like put on Twitter that he his uh White Ranger Tommy came with two left hands. Better than two left feet, at least his paint can dance. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's gotten pretty bad. And I know that they uh they got rid of their lead figure sculptor. His name was Corey. He was always involved in like re- the reveals and like you know 
t- telling everybody on like on like Hasbro reviews like, oh, this is the next upcoming stuff, and he'll like get into in depth and detail on like how he sculpted this and what he had to take out to make the figure work, and what he had to like also like cut to like keep the cost down and make it like an affordable figure for everyone because he, he also like tried to keep it true to the character and stuff like that. So, I really liked him because he he definitely was a fan of like all the stuff that he worked on, which was like Power Rangers and the GI Joe classified series. So he gave it his all for everything, and just for him for Hasbro to like lay him off like that, it, I think it's a big mistake. Yeah, I mean, you want to keep the people who are passionate around. You definitely do, and this is one guy who basically like brought a dead franchise and like revived it again, which was like a GI Joe the classified series. So the, everything that's good about that whole series is like it's from him basically, yeah. him giving his all. And like I said, the CEO, I he was appointed like a few years, like in a few years, a few months back, and looks like I don't know. Hopefully, they pull a Disney and also like can him and bring in someone else because it's it's not looking good. It's really not looking good. Like I know their prices have increased from like twenty dollars to twenty two to even thirty dollars a figure now. God damn. Which okay, yeah. Like if you're going to increase the price, just make sure you deliver a quality product, which is what they have not been True. doing. I mean, like with inflation and stuff, you'd expect the price to go up, but then to also bring the quality down is a big fuck you to everyone involved. Yeah, especially like the, the crappy part is, is like the the one Ranger figure that I see everyone buying or getting like their pre orders in is like a green, like the first female Green Ranger. Her name is Izzy from Power Ranger Dino Fury. Um, and she's the one who's just falling apart. One person's like figure was she's even missing like the apart. complete the complete mask like at the front of her visor helmet was just missing. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's it's really bad. And it's just like, come on. It's like this figure is now raised to like $24. And it's like you also took away like the what we call like the window packaging. Like it has a clear plastic window so you can see what it looks like. And like make sure you, you get yourself a good figure. But now it's like they... It's good for them that they took out, like, plastic-free packaging, but, like, you can't really see what's inside, so it's even more of a gamble now, because once you open it, it's just like, oh, man, like, maybe there's a couple defects. It's like, oh, there's a paint spot on her face, or there's, like... Yeah, like, you wouldn't mind it if, like, the quality was consistent, but since now, you're, like, gambling every time. Yeah, and it's, like, for me, I wouldn't mind it, because, like, I pose, I play, and, like... There's going to be some, like, wear and tear for the figures that I buy. But I know there's other people who like to keep their stuff in box and make sure it's pristine and everything. They probably won't get that. So that's a real bummer for them, actually. But also, like, you know, if we're spending 30 bucks a toy and it's poor quality, like, what's stopping us from going for the higher quality stuff that ranges from 50 to $80 that I know will have the correct paint applications, that I know will have the correct accessories coming in with it? Maybe and that's the plan all along, to push you towards their higher models. But that's the thing. It's like they're not making those. That those are now we're going into like some are Japanese imports, some are like higher like uh, collectible market like like American companies. So yeah, it's not even Hasbro who's like doing it. Like a lot of people choose Hasbro because they're like a good bang for your buck, basically. But at one point, it's gonna be like okay, you're it's really not really worth my money. I might as well like spend an extra thirty forty bucks on a higher end model and get something that I know it's gonna be quality. So they're really shooting themselves in the foot here with that. That's for sure, dude. So yeah, like I do like Hasbro, but the price increases and now these layoffs, uh, they're really in a hold. And I'm kind of hoping that they turn it around. And I'm sure this isn't the news that they wanted to come out of the London Toy Fair that happened like two weeks ago. So for me as a toy collector, it's like, sure, I'll spend 20 bucks, $22, but you know, make sure it's a decent product. You know, like, like I can tell, like I'm getting my money worth, but if I like, if it's going to be some cheap shit that's just going to fall apart or break apart, it's like, nah. It's like, what's even the point of this now? I mean, yeah, let's see how far they fall with this, but man, the world of toy drama. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Uh, it's it's getting pretty bad. And, like, I think it's a good thing because I see a lot of people, like, coming together and, like, canceling their pre-orders, a bunch of their Hasbro stuff. And, like, I know Hasbro is working on, like, uh, like a remastered version of, like, their Power Rangers figures, like, for the original Power Ranger line because it's their 30th anniversary of the season. Holy fuck. 30 years of that shit. Yeah, 30 years. But I see, I, I myself canceled my pre-orders and other people are canceling pre-orders because just, like, you know what? It's like, I'm not going to buy anything yeah. until I am. Why sit around and wait when it might be dog shit? Yeah, like, I'm until I get assurance that I am going to get something worth this price point, I'm not going to, like, spend money on it. Which sucks because, like, now the aftermarket of their previous stuff is, like, kind of skyrocketing. It's just, like, it's no need. Ooh, yeah, good point. Yeah, the but. Resellers are going to be yeah. swimming in this. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, like, when C2E2 comes, I can find the stuff that I'm looking for at a fair price point. Because last year, I did find a couple stuff that were way below market price, thankfully. So, hoping I can do that again. Yeah. But another news also for London Toy Fair that happened uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I they didn't had even know this was a thing. Yeah, there's a London Toy Fair, and then there's a New York uh, Toy Fair. They're both really great. It's a goal of mine to try to at least visit one of those. I was going to so, say, when's the, when's the New York one? That's doable. It's in October, September, but I think it's like, you have to be invited, I feel. I don't think it's like oh, you open. you have to be invited? Yeah, it's not open to the general public, I feel. Oh, that makes sense. It's kind of like a showcase of the business. Yeah, showcase of the business, of their upcoming stuff. So hopefully if this podcast or something can grow to a... Uh, Guys, you got to gas us the fuck up. We're trying to make dreams come true out here. Media influence, so hopefully I can get out there. But First, we're starting with C2E2, and then we're moving on to the London and New York Toy Fair. But some crazy reveals that I saw here is one is a collab that no one in a million years would have ever actually guessed. Yeah, I fucking hate this. We <laughs> talked about this a little bit off, off mic last week, and I hate this so much. So what's coming out is a Playmobil Naruto crossover, if you can believe it. <laughs> Dude, why do toddlers need to know about ninjas? <laughs> why not? I mean, they're, they're learning about Vikings and pirates, and I don't know what else Playmobil does. Like, I, it's That came out of way left field for me. I was Dude, like, really? I was not prepared for that. You do not want to teach children about the... Uh, tragedy of the uchiha clan that <laughs> don't put those ideas in their head folks. i mean why not get them started like i've seen the figures and it's just like oh my god they look exactly like you think they're gonna look like you know they what look it, ridiculous you know what it reminds you of kind of i don't know if you remember that uh adult swim show called moral oral yes that's exactly what they look like to me you kind of do yeah so it, it it looks it definitely looks weird and like I guess good for Playmobil because they're extending their horizons because I know that they've probably been losing to freaking Lego with all their different sets and I know Lego just announced their Lord of the Rings set too so Lego's banging man Lego's doing it all right yeah I mean hopefully they're doing it right I know a while back they were like losing money but who knows what's happening with them now and they're innovating constantly. That's true. But another uh, reveal that actually has me really interested, and I hope it's a good game as well, is a new trading card game from Disney called Lorcana, which I'm very interested in because the artwork on it looks amazing. It's beautiful artwork. And yeah, it, these cards look fucking dope. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, if you guys have a chance to look that up, look up Disney Lorcana. The artwork is amazing. Uh the, I, I don't know the gameplay for the trading card game yet, but I really want to learn it because it looks incredible, and I hope it like it really does take off. And also, you know, maybe it's time for a new tabletop game. I know there's Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, so hopefully Disney Lorcana can reach those heights as well. Bro, you still got to get into Warhammer. Come on. Hey, well, uh, one step at a time. <laughs> this is sidestepping the initial one. But no, these look awesome, man. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to learn how to play it. 
I want to learn how that to play just it. It's too much to learn for me, but uh, they look fucking pretty. I'll collect them. I love this little uh, brave little Taylor Mickey. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm really excited for it. I don't know when it releases, but from the people I've seen talk about it, they've had a good experience playing it, and they're really excited for it to release. So I'm like, all right, I'll definitely pick it up. Show Tali how to play. Hopefully we'll both, you know, like you know, it. will probably be something at the Game Zone in C2E2. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope so. If if it's released by then, or unless they do like a trial run, because I know for the One Piece card game, they did a trial run. Well, I'm already seeing, oh my God, a resale market for these cards is already in like the $2,000. Oh my God. That's Holy crazy. Fuck. I wonder if that means that maybe maybe they've been released yet or in selling. Or maybe markets. there was like a limited release just as like a showcase thing and people got their hands on them. Yeah. But I'm, I'm already seeing pictures of people like holding graded cards. So Jesus. I mean, those people, those, those flippers will stop at nothing. So. Dude, they're insane. That hustle is fucking for real. Yeah. So I'm like I said, I'm I will probably look up how the gameplay is, but I'm very excited to learn it. And I think it's a good game because you have the Disney lore and now you have the card game stuff on it. So Yeah, it seems very accessible for you know, if people are looking for a card game to get into. Um I mean you know these characters already, but they're and uh, it looks like they're doing it pretty cool. Um I guess do you do you want to talk about here what we're drinking today? Transformers will return after these messages. Oh yeah, let's pop it. So there's no uh, <laughs> there's no can to pop. So let's see if I can get the cork on here. I hope you heard that. <laughs> if not, I'm gonna have Cuddy put a put in a fake sound effect later on. Uh, but yeah, it's our 21st episode. Nice little milestone for us. Uh, yeah. And so for 21, I wanted to buy our pod its first legal drink. Uh, cheers to me, buddy. All right. There you go. Glass clink. If we didn't get the cork. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we went for the uh, Maker's Mark 46, which is a slightly higher-end model of their normal Maker's Mark bourbon. Uh, it is Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, barrel-finished with 10 French oak staves. So it's got some of that oaky vanilla in it. and uh, It's really good, actually. It's got a good smoke to it. It's tasty as hell. I love a good bourbon. Kevin yeah. is making me very proud right now by drinking it neat. So I brought him a Coke on the side just in case, but I sold his other one because I realized I don't want to just be sloshing back bourbon all night. Yeah, uh, that's gonna make for an uh, awkward day when I get home. <laughs> I'm stumbling all over the apartment just to get home. I always wondered what is the difference between bourbon and whiskey. Uh, so bourbon has certain rules uh, where it needs to be uh, barrel aged in American white oak barrels, usually charred, but not doesn't have to be charred. Uh, it has to be at least fifty percent corn mash. And then you can play around with, like, the other uh, things that go into it, like rye and oats and stuff like that. Uh, but it has to be at least 50% corn mash. Uh, and if you want Kentucky straight bourbon, uh, it has to be aged, I believe it's a minimum of, like, two or three or maybe even seven years uh, in order to be classified. People used to think that it was, um, huh. like, how champagne has to be from the Champagne region of France. Right, right. Uh, people used to think it was because bourbon comes from Bourbon County in Kentucky, Kentucky right, right. Uh, but that is not the case. That's just initially where they got the name for it, because as they were transporting whiskey in the barrels, uh, it would. <clears throat> they were like, man, this stuff tastes better. This stuff that's coming out of bourbon, like Bourbon County, is really good. So I started calling that bourbon whiskey, but it was because of the barrel aging that they were doing, bringing it up and down the Mississippi and stuff like that. Right, uh, right, right. That's why it's actually called bourbon. Man, you just kept it like it's not bourbon unless it's from bourbon. <laughs> no, I, I could have, but no. I did I did a tour at the Buffalo Trace Distillery, and I fucking loved our tour guide. His name was Logan. So the <laughs> entire time, me and my buddy were just like, fucking Wolverine. Uh, and this dude's a badass. He's actually on the tasting panel 
uh, for Pappy Van Winkle, which if anyone out there has ever heard of Pappy Van Winkle, it is the creme de la creme of all bourbons. They make one barrel a year, and the process by Itch. which they decide if it is like up to the quality of uh, like previous years and stuff like that to make sure that it is constantly consistent is they have, I think it's like 10 or 12 people on a panel, and they are all expert uh, whiskey tasters uh, and tasters in general. <clears throat> and um, all of them get a little snifter of it and stuff like that, and they have a snifter of their previous year's model, and they all have to take a drink, and if even one of those people on the panel says, this does not taste exactly like last year's model, then it gets dumped out into a blended batch, and there's no Pappy that year. And that's why it is the most sought-after whiskey in the world. Wow. Whiskey lore. That's, that's wild. Yeah, that's going to be my next pod, I guess. <laughs> whiskey lore. When, when Kev gets sick of me not pulling my way here, I'll just... Start a side project. And <laughs> Why do you need me to? Kick you? Why can't you just start it on your own? Why do you need me to kick you out? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's more fun for to do it as a revenge project. Oh my god! So if you ever want to start my villain arc off, you know how. <laughs> All right, gonna have to fire this guy, people. <laughs> Go look at someone else to call this bitch. Who's gonna do it, Rich? I call out Rich a lot on this podcast. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there'll be someone out there. Oh, but hell yeah, good bourbon. Tastes vanilla. Yeah, it really does. I mean, I never thought it would taste vanilla, vanilla, vanilla <laughs> and bourbon. Ah, I can't talk. That's the, uh, yeah, that's the, the French stabs. Nice. We need to get your uh, taste test, taste testing palette up to par. So read that book. I got you. True. I, I taste bourbons better than I taste beers just because this shit like opens up the passageway. If you're ever sick and have a cold, folks, boom, a little bit of bourbon, squirt a, squirt a lemon, maybe a little tea, make yourself a hot toddy. Hell yeah. Hot ah, toddy. That shit will clear right <laughs> up. To the Transformers. Oh man, hot toddies. That's funny because it just reminds you of what we're going on to our next topic over here. Oh, yeah. did we segue <laughs> on accident? Are we surprisingly yeah. good at this? Hot toddy, you calm your nerve. Hulu has picked up King of the Hill officially for a revival. It was definitely one of my favorite Fox animated series, and it's a show that I can rewatch always, and it really has been my comfort shows numerous times. It's something that I always go back to when I'm feeling like down and depressed. Dude, and I didn't even realize how many fucking seasons of the show there were until I'm looking at this list right now. But holy hell. Yeah, so I'm excited that it can extend for season 14 now. 14, folks. Yeah, 14 seasons. It's incredible. I think it's better than Family Guy and anything else that Fox has going on on their True. animation domination. But so. also anything Mike Judge creates is going to be amazing. Yeah, and the only reason that the hot toddy reminds me of is because of how Hank's boss, Buck Strickland. Ah, Buck Strickland. Buck Strickland. Um, <laughs> one day Bobby visits him and he's like telling his wife, he's like, Fiddlers! Two hot toddies! And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck is a hot toddy? Now we know it's... So I, had to, I, I looked it up that day and I was like, oh, and I was like, wait, should Bobby be drinking that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he should not. <laughs> but the things that go over our heads when we were kids... Especially with shows like this, because that show was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I'm excited that they're finally, um, you know, getting the, this show off the road, because it's been a rumor for years. Yeah, uh, it definitely has been a rumor for years, and I think it's definitely a show that ended way too early, and, you know, a lot of people definitely do want more of it. Which is I funny to say for it. a 14 season show, but, you know, not everything is like The Simpsons. Yeah, just yeah. Die. this is a show that I think could have gone on Simpsons quality wise to their seasons, and. Probably not miss sure. not miss a beat, because if anything, a lot of people make jokes about it. That King of the Hill is like the best American anime ever. I tell you what, oh, it's, yeah, a, it it's a really it's anime it's, for Texans. It's it's a slice of life anime. That's exactly what it is, and that's what makes it so good for me. Because it's just like who knows what could happen. 
But some talking points that I have here for the revival is, for me, biggest question looming in this revival is what is going to happen with the characters Luann and Lucky? Because with the passing of their voice actors, who is Brittany Murphy and Tom Petty. Which was so wild that they got Tom Petty to voice someone <laughs> on that show. Yeah. Consistently, too. Yeah. <laughs> he was a mainstay character. Yeah. So would it be better? What do you think? Would it be better to have the characters written off or recasted? Well, the th- because they were both featured in the show a lot. The thing that works with them, though, is, like, they're both coupled up. So, like, they can both be gone at the same time. And it probably, right, right. I don't think it'll affect much. Honestly, you can introduce some new characters. You could, but I feel like Luann definitely brought something to the show that was really funny. And Luann actually, was an awesome character, but, like, I just I don't think they would ever recast Brittany Murphy in that role. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I Well, that's funny because I found out that during the later episodes, there was actually someone else playing the voice of Luann because she passed away before she could record, like, her final episode's lines. Oh, wow. It was, yeah. like, that far? Okay. Man, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was a way a while ago. Um, R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Well, if that's the case, yeah, they'll probably just stick with that voice actors. Maybe. I mean, because, I, one, I really do like both of the characters, and I know they had a child towards the end of the later seasons. Mm-hmm. So, it, I don't I would. I would also feel it was very... Maybe not out of, out of character, but I don't see why they would leave Texas, basically. True. Unless they want to, unless Luann wants to go find her dad on that oil rig that he's working on. Yeah, see, that's that's <laughs> kind of where I was going with, uh, with my line of thinking, but it could do anything. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just used the same voice actress <clears throat> that they replaced her with initially, but like, uh, Lucky's a trickier one. Yeah, I mean, also, that's, I guess that's the magic of a voice actor. They, they could try to find someone who can get as close as possible. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it's a question of finding somebody who's going to sound like him. It's just a question of, like, do you do it? Should they? Exactly. I mean, I, I would say yes. I would say yes because I think those are very two important characters. And, like, they've come <laughs> such a long way. In order to, like, to have them run off or disappear, I feel like would be a crime for me. Yeah. I I don't know. Do you think there's any character so iconic that, like, you would never want anyone else to voice them? Like, never to replace them? Like, I would say, like, Kevin Conroy or something like that. But also, like, there's already been a bunch of different other voice actors for Batman. It's just he's been the most prevalent. So, yeah. like... Even, but even somebody as iconic as that. Well, the thing is for Kevin Conroy, like, I don't think there's going to be another, like, his version of Batman in, like, that DC animated universe. Yeah. I think with him passing now, any chance of, like, that revival movie that they were trying to do or revival series, I don't know which one they were going to do, but they, they were working hard and trying to bring this, like, a universe back that I think with him passing now, it's definitely, it's it's gone. Yeah, and I know Mark Hamill said he'll, he'll never voice the Joker again because the best part yeah. about voicing Joker was voicing it alongside Kevin Conroy's Batman. So, yeah, then to me, that definitely made sense. I'm just like, yeah, without, like, it's, it's, it's going to be hard for him to try to voice that role after, like, playing opposite of someone for so long and for yeah. so many years across different projects. And that's not to mention that, like, Mark Hamill's a fucking incredible voice actor, too. Yeah. Like, I think people kind of lose sight of that because everyone gushes over... Um, Luke Skywalker. Con- <laughs> Luke Skywalker. But I was going to say Kevin Conroy in those series. But uh, he's a phenomenal Joker and a great voice actor in general, too. So I don't think uh, Mark Hamill gets enough credit for stuff like that. Oh, definitely. I Definitely not because he's actually been in a ton of stuff because I know he plays skips in regular show. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the Joker. Um, what else he, has he been in? I know there's a, another show that I can't really remember what he was, but it'll come to me eventually. He, I just know he's done a lot of voiceover work more, more recently. But yeah, he's very talented. Like, I was more shocked myself to find out when he uh, voiced the Joker. Maybe that was just like when I was like 18 years, 15 yeah. years old around that time that I found out. That's when I started being more, like, digging into voice acting and, like, behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. 
But also, like, I guess to keep up with the current social climate, does the voice actor for Khan get recasted? I mean, originally voiced by Toby Huss, a white actor. Kiss my ass! But it also seems that the voice actor on King of the Hill voiced, like, numerous characters because he also voiced Cotton Hill. But Cotton Hill was killed off in the show. So, <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, like, like we said, going back to, like, cultural representation and voice acting, I mean, I know Simpsons was notorious for recasting a lot of the voices for the non-white characters because Hank Azaria was basically voicing half of that cast. Um, and yeah, I think it's important to like represent your own culture if you're going to be doing the voice. Right. Uh, especially because, you know, that's a that's a thick accent. I don't know <laughs> how close it teeters to the line of between, uh, you know, accurate representation versus like mockery or something like that. Right, right. And, and I think somebody in that role from that culture would make a lot more sense. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I definitely think that is the one role that they should recast. But uh, on another note, I think the reason like a bunch of these actors are voicing numerous different roles, like back in the day, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a little bit like they don't want to cast anybody else. Maybe it's also just, they couldn't afford it basically. Like if they can hire just one dude to voice like five people. And oh yeah, this. it's definitely cheaper. But I mean, animation now is like taken off so much more. Yes. Than medium. So definitely now I think they can definitely afford to get someone within maybe even Laotian culture uh, to voice Khan. And I, and I do like his character. I think he is a good foil for Hank Hill, basically. He's his Sasuke to his Naruto. Naruto! Sasuke! What? <laughs> Try to get that out of your head. I will never <laughs> now. What the fuck? I was not prepared for that. Another interesting point for me is, like, in this revival, do we get a time skip? I, I think it would be really interesting to see Bobby and his friends now in a high school setting, like, during when it was, like, his dad's, like, prime years, basically. And also, I think it's time for, like, Bobby to get his growth spurt or, like, grow up a little, because I know he's... How did we have 14 seasons of a show and they still never made it to high school? I don't know. Well, I think he went, like, from 7th grade to 8th grade and then just stayed at 8th grade. Right, that's fair enough. I mean, I know they changed, like, uh, Joseph. He went through a whole growth spurt and, like, personality change, kind of. Yeah, that was a whole plot point for a while when he got his terrible mustache. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that he keeps, apparently. So. And, and Connie Super Newsome Poem was uh, super into it, apparently. Yeah, like, she got into it and then it became, like, a whole, like, love triangle for a little bit between him, uh, Joseph, and Bob, and Connie. But I think that ended super quickly once she found out that joseph is just really weird like his dad yes. or like his his quote-unquote his quote-unquote dad yeah God, this show is fucking ridiculous i'm yeah. excited for this revival i'm gonna start rewatching this too yeah i mean i watch it all the time but like also like even a college setting would be pretty cool for bobby but i feel like a bobby in college would be like a big departure from the original series so i don't think i would like that i think a high school setting would be good I think they just pick it up where they left it. Off. I mean, they could also pick it up where they left off, but I think the way it ended was it was really well. Like Hank and Bobby finally found something in common to bond over with. I don't really remember the end, so yeah. Apparently, Bobby becomes like some top talent, like meat inspector that he can tell like different cuts of meat and like if it's prime or not. And like he joins like the college meat inspecting team and like leads them to like victory. Basically, there's a meat inspection team. I mean, it's Texas. Are you surprised? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, well, that pairs well with the uh, propane and propane accessories. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know in the last and like towards the end, like uh, Hank gets Bobby like his own little mini grill and puts it next to his big grill, and like they both like <laughs> grilling together Cute. in the end. Firm, but with little give. Yep, these are medium rare. What if somebody wants theirs well done? We ask them politely yet firmly to leave. I don't know why that reminds me of the episode when uh, Bobby becomes like an expert, like 
rose presenter or something like that. <laughs> I, I do remember, remember that. When, when it gets knocked over and the middle pedal is bruised, oh, and they have to like perform surgery on it. That show was fucking weird. Between that and like a boggle championship. The boggle championship, there's that uh, lawn mowing races. Yeah. And then the show went all over the place. I love that. Yeah, it definitely did. And then there was that whole, I think they made a whole, like, I guess the groundskeeper for their high school football team was, like, losing his touch. So, they, like, they did the work for him and, like, it was helping the team win. There was a bunch of different stuff. So. Yeah, apparently that is based off of <clears throat> the Bears and the White Sox property uh, or grounds crews because <laughs> they would do that all the time to visiting teams. They would, That's wild. Yeah, they, they would fuck up the field and, like, the opponent's, like, best positions and stuff like that <laughs> and, and then give their guys the edge if, like, they were strong somewhere else. Give me the fucking anime about that. Oh, man. But I definitely think I would like to see him like in high school setting. I think it's time to sure. see Bobby in high school. I mean, maybe not. I don't know if he'll have like a personality change or not, but I think it would present. What if he did, like, because he's some big hot shot now. <laughs> and then just like all goes to his head. I mean, that would be interesting. I think it's time for like, you know, a little shift in characters. It would be a whole new dynamic for them to explore. I think yeah. it would be good. But we'll see. Uh, the other thing I also want to think is, uh, can we uh, revisit Junichiro, which is Hank's older half-brother who lives in Japan that they introduced, and then they just forgot about him. So Dude, I, would, I forgot about so him. So I would definitely like for that to make another appearance again. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. It was a, that was a great, like great two-part episode series, too. So I like that a lot. Huh. So I, I really hope that if in this like revival series, we'll, we'll get an episode of that or something. Maybe he comes to Texas now or something. I don't know. That'd be a good time. I'd like that. So there's definitely a lot of stuff to explore here. I would definitely like, I mean, I'm a big uh, King of the Hill fan. I love it. Like I said, it's a good comfort show. It got me through like the hard points in my life, I guess. <laughs> I, I love the idea of uh, King of the Hill being your pint of haagen instead. But, it, it, you know what? It really is. It really is. Like, I don't know what it is. I think just Hank Hill's a good role model or something. I don't know. Is he? I, yeah, I would say he is. Yeah. All right, fair enough. There are days I tell my dad, it's like, you remind me of Hank Hill. He's got the fit. Sometimes he's wearing like white white tee jeans and his work boots, and I'm just like, "Yep, it's Hank Hill right there." Yeah, I could definitely say that for Renee. The vibes are right. Yeah, and I think a while back he got voted by like what's I don't know, well, like some economic magazine. He was like voted like top ten like most economic like person or fictional character, I guess you could say. What? I don't know. Apparently he he was so good in the show. He's apparently really good with his finances in the show that he was like top five of economical fictional characters what yeah <laughs> i gotta look into this this is ridiculous yeah i don't I remember what it's been a while since i looked it up but i remember reading that and i'm just like you know what it makes sense i was like hank hill actually is really good with his money i mean i guess and then i know on twitter i've seen a bunch of stuff like i guess like back when like trump got elected as president people were just like a lot of you are king of the hill fans but don't realize that hank hill would have voted for president trump and i'm like are you fucking kidding me i was like do you watch the show I'm like, this man refused to vote to vote for George W. Or his dad. What's his dad? George Bush H. Senior. Yeah. He refused to vote for George Bush Sr. because he had a limp handshake. And you really think he's going to vote for Donald Trump? It's like, come on. He had integrity. It's like, come on. If if anything, probably Bill or Dale would have voted for Trump. <clears throat> um, Dale Gerber probably would have. For sure. Conspiracy theory and everything like that. Yeah. You know what? It would be a good episode to see him get into the whole QAnon thing. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure that's the first episode they're writing. That's right up his alley. That's going to yeah. make it so easy. Or he's going to think that all of these like conspiracy theories are cons- like a plot to control the masses by like making them think about different conspiracy theories. And he's going to have his own conspiracy theory about the conspiracy theories. 
I could see Dale going that far. Give me liberty or give me death, but only the kind of liberty you find in a controlled, well-regulated society. Yeah, I definitely could too. I think it'd be interesting. So like I said, there's definitely a lot of good plot points to explore here, so... A lot of good stuff coming up here for the King of the Hill revival. It just got greenlit, so we don't know when it's coming. We don't know when it's coming. If it just got greenlit, maybe there, maybe I don't know. I would imagine that they the process for animation has already started. Maybe they already pitched like a pilot episode. They showed them, and then they're just like, "All right, you know what? We'll pick it up." So hopefully, they're somewhere around there, and then like next few months, we'll hear casting and stuff like that. All right, cool. My fortune is yours for the taking, but you'll have to find it first. I left everything I own in one piece. Yeah. But next up is a whole different kind of anime here. Uh, are you ready <laughs> to more, go? The on, more traditional type of anime. The more traditional type of anime. And are you ready to go on a grand adventure? Hell yes, I am. You know how much I love One Piece. Yeah, so One Piece has finally revealed their key visual for the upcoming live action series. And one thing that sticks out for everyone here is Luffy is wearing shoes. Yeah, uh, traditionally, always wears the... Wears the sandals, yeah. basically. And I know it's, that's a big change from the manga and the anime series, but I can also see why they made the move for him to wear more practical footwear in his live-action series, because I feel like doing the stunt work and making sure the actor safety and everything, it's going to be better for him to do it in shoes than it is in sandals. Um, yeah, no, like I, I, I think from a practical standpoint, I don't mind that at all. Um, I, it's everything else about this show that scares me. <laughs> uh, Netflix has yet to prove they can do, like, a good adaptation. But, I mean, like, a lot of these visuals look pretty fucking dope. Yeah, they look really good. Like, But I also don't have the highest hope in Netflix, especially given their current track run and treatment of properties. So, I don't know. I'm also wondering where they picked this up. Because in the first image, Lucy, Luffy has his chest scar, but he doesn't get that till later. Yeah, I, it would be interesting where they pick it up. Uh, I know I do want this series to do well, and... But to live up to the One Piece manga and anime is a very, very tall order. And also manga and anime ad adaptations, they don't really have the best track records. Like, can you think what is the best live action manga or anime adaption ever? I mean, I have a couple in mind. So I hear the f one of the Fullmetal Alchemist ones is not terrible. But I, I don't recall ever seeing one that was like particularly great. I'm pretty sure the... Uh, uh, Death Note one got roasted pretty hard when it came out. Yeah, Death Note definitely got roasted. Uh, but as for the good ones, I want to say, I think the one that is held in the highest regard is actually uh, Rironi Kenshin. Yes, that one actually looks pretty rad. Rironi Kenshin is pretty good. I hear a lot of people talk good stuff about the Bleach live-action adaption. Interesting. And then another one that was made for American audiences actually is uh I lead a battle angel and I saw that and I'm like, you know what? That was actually pretty decent. It's not bad. Oh, but it was good. CGI, it was good. Though. It had a lot of CGI, but it's still really good. It was cool. It's it was cool. I, they definitely didn't do well because they set up a sequel that they never followed through on. Edward Norton is in the movie for thirty seconds. <laughs> I mean I don't even know how I mean I was interested to see how the sequel would go because like I don't think the manga had a sequel adaptation either. I, I also don't remember how it ended. So, I remember watching the 90s anime version of it a while back ago. Yeah, it's been something on my watch list, too. I just haven't gotten to it. So, those are some good, like, I guess, live-action adaptions for it. Yeah, but nothing, like, really particularly wows me. I mean, Cowboy Bebop is the most recent version of exactly what this is supposed to be. And that didn't do good at all, despite the pretty yeah. awesome cast they had attached to it. Had, it had a good cast, but I think that one also did not have uh, Shinichiro Watanabe attached to the production of it, whereas I think Oda has, like, a little bit 
of consultation here, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure, though. Maybe maybe just me hoping that he does have some consultation on this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't remember hearing much about him being involved. But for all of those who don't know, for the casuals of One Piece, uh, it's the story of Luffy who gathers a crew to sail the Grand Line and discover the One Piece, basically, which is some treasure, or who knows, it could be more. According to this one article, Oda is massively involved in the One Piece live action. Ah. So... Alright, that gives me a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope, but also, like I said, Luffy is on his quest to find the One Piece and become King of the Pirates. Hell yeah. But what starts as a cookie-cutter adventure story, it definitely evolves into something deep and layered with ideas of freedom, social politics, racism, slavery, and human exploitation, and the corruption of government and higher powers, which is something I was not expecting to read after the first chapter, and just how deep and, like, I guess, like, layered and, like, complexity that One Piece has become. Because I was just like, what was supposed to be, like, you know, cute, fun adventure story. I'm just like, holy fuck, this is, like... Well, also, the con- like, the continuity of the show is absolutely ridiculous. Because there's some there's stuff in, like, the first few chapters that are still relevant in, like... Yeah, that's, like, paying off dividends, 1000. like, recently. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. I'm like, Oda, man, you've been you've been having this in the bag. Yeah, you can definitely tell when a show just kind of makes up its canon as it goes along, and when he's like, and when a show like actually plans it out like years ahead of time. And this show's been going forever, man. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. Like a lot. Pour one out for the people who passed away before they could see the One Piece story being completed, because this has been going on for a while. And that's for me. That's kind of sad. It's like, man, these people who are fans and they they don't get to see how it finishes. I'm like, damn. And I'm just like, I want to, I want to see how One Piece finishes. We'll get there, buddy. I believe in us. It's it's almost wrapping up. The last, I mean, the last chapters are being written as we speak. Well, no, it's not the last chapter. It's the final arc. Final arc. Well, it's the last chapters in the final arc. Mm, I don't know. Oda's arcs are very long because they still have to go to the Island of the Giants. They still have to... Yeah. Uh, How has it taken us this long to get back to... What is it? Bel- Bel- Elbath. Elbath. Yeah, they still got to go there. Uh, they still have to deal uh, with the Revolutionary Army. Uh, they still have to deal with the world government uh they still gotta fight blackbeard <laughs> it feels like nothing <laughs> has been resolved i mean nothing has been quite resolved yet but it's just building stuff up because like i know blackbeard is going to be the final big bad so uh but so the live action has all these themes to live up to but then the portrayal of the devil fruits is going to be what i think is going to be a costly budget because yeah luffy, luffy is a rubber man and how are they going to do yeah the gum gum fruit well technically not the gumbo fruit. I mean, wink, wink. Yeah, you didn't hear it here first, folks. Um, I just, I don't know how they're going to do that CGI-wise. It's going to look corny. Yeah. It might look corny, but at the same time, I think that might be, like, the charm of it, because maybe they'll be embracing, like, those, that anime, like, feel of it. I don't know the feel, but you know how, like, a lot of, like... I don't know. I feel like anytime someone tries to make stuff look cartoonish and it just makes it look bad I mean, maybe es- especially but... like are they gonna try to make like because I've, I've seen like videos of the um the actor playing sanji like like practicing like the all kick-based martial arts like how sanji does because he doesn't want to use his hands because he's world class chef yeah um so i like it seems like they're gonna be grounded in realism like zoro i can see grounded in realism and then to just have like luffy stick out is like the weird one nami's also gonna be a weird one to do with her staff and everything like that yeah like minor weather control 
But I think that's the charm of One Piece. Like, it's so many different stuff, and who knows how they're going to try to capture it all. But I think maybe they'll have to, like, do a trade-off here or there. So yeah. maybe there's a limit that they can do or something. <sighs> but we'll see. But it's not just that, because there's also, like, there's numerous devil fruits in One Piece that can range from, like, rubber powers to being able to disassemble your body, uh, becoming fire, ice, and some devil fruits even let you become animals or a hybrid form of animals and human. How are they doing Chopper? That's, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, how's, how's Chopper going to come into play? Frankie. Oh, Frankie, I could see. Because uh, I remember seeing like a video of the voice actors dressed as their characters. And Frankie actually didn't look bad. But Frankie's also supposed to kind of look bad. Right. But like Chopper's going to be a weird one, especially with his transformations. Yeah, so like, there's potential here for like cringe CGI or bad special effects incoming. You know, but oh, we'll see. What, what was that show... I think it was on netflix it was like the little deer boy oh i think i know what you're talking about i can't remember what it was called but i i, I don't remember the movie but I, I remember i feel like they could do something like that with chopper where you kind of blend like real and fictional and stuff like that i think they did a good job of it too who is the dad in that beginning of that that died i think it was like will forte or something random it might be i don't i don't i i, I haven't seen that trailer in a long time and i forgot the name of that movie i just know it's based off a dc comic i saw yeah i saw like the first two episodes and it's it was fine but i just kind of got bored after a minute nothing really was happening damn it oh it's gonna bug me that i can't think of that name it'll come up after don't worry yeah but One Piece is going to be a big budget series. And I know after last year in C2E2, they had that whole like presentation of all their stuff. And it was really incredible. I mean, it just sucks. I couldn't get on top of the Thousand Sunny, but whatever. Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is the name of the show. That's what it was. Because it reminded me of Twisted Metal. Yeah, that would be a, a live action thing I'd like to see happen. I think that was in the works, isn't it? It was in the works and then it got canceled. Like, Did it? Like years ago. Ah. Uh. I thought, wait, no, I thought Anthony Mackie was supposed to be in it or something. Anthony Mackie is? Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, there's a new, new one? There might be. Oh, because I remember there being one in, like, the early thousands that they were I don't know. I, th- I just remember hearing something about Anthony Mackie in Twisted Metal or something like that. That would be hilarious. That reminds me of, what was that one? I think it might have just been called Death Race with, uh, I think, Jason Statham. It's Death Race. It's, a, yeah, re- yeah, it's yeah. a remake of, like, the OG Death Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's where they were going. It. Like, that was, like, the prototype for what a Twisted Metal movie could have been. Uh, except, you know, hopefully not dog shit, because <laughs> the movie sucked. Fast and the Furious with Twisted Metal. Make it happen. Basically the same thing, yeah. <laughs> At a certain point, once they're jumping cars off of fucking buildings and shit like that, I could believe a sadistic clown is coming after me in a big ice cream truck. Oh, man. But do you have any other final thoughts here for One Piece? Uh, I think it's going to be terrible, and until I'm proven otherwise, I'm not excited to see this. All right. There you have it, folks. I mean, I've, I, for one, am excited, but I, I, just, I, I cannot I get have, my hopes I, up again, man. Cowboy my, Bebop looked so good, and it's just not. My expectations are curbed, though, so. Yeah, I just... I mean, the thing that gives me hope is that Oda is involved pretty heavily. From yeah, well, the, like. yeah, because this is a Japanese-produced series. It's not an American-produced series like Cowboy Bebop was here for Netflix. But again, I've yet to have, like... A live-action adaptation really sway me so far. All right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, we'll find out what happens. I think it premieres in August later this year. That is the last thing I heard about it, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'll definitely watch it, and you you know, we'll review it for you here, folks. So look forward to that. Yeah. God, I hope but it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I can say about most of the shit is, God, I hope it doesn't suck. 
But moving on here to what has become now one of our favorite parts here of the podcast is... Keep the questions coming, folks. Questions. If you guys have a question, make sure you guys uh, send it over to us here on the Diversion64 uh, Instagram page. That's at Diversion64. Uh, I will always post it up the day before or day of recording, you know, to ask us questions and be featured in the pod. Hell yeah. Uh, first question, as always. Man, Pablo, you're quick on the trigger. Somehow you're always first. <laughs> Uh, Pablo's asking, what was the worst pain you have ever felt physically? Worst pain? Yeah. <sighs> That's a tricky one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've broken my arm and then I re-broke it skateboarding. So that wasn't exactly fun. Um, there was a time in high school where we made a concoction of hot sauces and I chugged that and my stomach was on fire for like hours. That was pretty... <laughs> oh, and the same day, uh, uh, somebody threw a golf. Somebody hit me in the ankle with a golf ball. Oh, like full speed! So I was hobbled on my ankle, had just thrown up everywhere. <laughs> so my stomach was on fire, and I think this was actually around the time that arm was broken. So that day, <laughs> that wow. fucking day was that miserable. Day. <laughs> All right, that's. That sounds really rough, actually. Yeah, so. that was a shit day, man. Now that I think about it, great memories. Great I memories. thought you were maybe going to say the day you like you busted your face off the bench on New Year's. Oh, or when I went pizza face. Yeah. No, I was so drunk I could not feel that. Oh, so right. that was great. Although my ankle was, I'm surprised it didn't shatter from how bad that was. For me, I have like two different instances, and I don't know which one would be worse. I know one time, uh, my cousin Boris and I were trying to change one of my other cousins, like. Uh, tired to her van but what i what we didn't know is that her what's it called the thing that raises the car so you can like jack yeah that's what i was like is it the jack or is it but is it the jill yeah <laughs> so we were using like a janky old jack that i didn't realize how badly damaged it was janky jack yeah <laughs> janky jack uh and that sounds like a great character <laughs> name uh, Boris goes inside to get some something like, I get, or maybe he went to go use the bathroom or something. And I'm like, okay, like I'll take off the rest of like the screws and get the tire off, whatever. I feel like I know where this is going, and I hate it. So as I'm reaching in to get the tire pulled out of place, that's when the jank, janky jack, like fucking decides to break. The and janky then, jack got jacked up. Yeah, <laughs> say that five times fast. Not after this glass of bourbon, I'm not. <laughs> So it, that's when it finally decides to break. And then, like, my left arm is caught between the car and the tire. So it's, like, squished in between. Absolutely not. And I'm just looking at it. And, like, I think it takes, like, a good, like, 10 seconds for, like, me to, like. Yeah, you're in shock at that point. <laughs> take it all in and be like, did this just really fucking happen? And then I'm, like, screaming. I'm just like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And then Boris comes out. I was like, what happened? And I was like, I need your help right car now. on arm face yeah. <laughs> he's just like and so the thing is like he can't use the jack again to like try to lift it up so he has, jacked. yeah so he has to go find a different jack and i'm still here just like oh my just God. hanging yeah, out I'm just, with you know take your time metal resting yeah take your, your fucking time here it's like it's not like i'm gonna like lose my arm probably oh my god i i swear to god i hear the weirdest stories about you every single time so they finally lift it up and like i'm able to get my arm out and then that's when the pain kicks in because apparently before i wasn't i was fine i wasn't feeling anything. oh yeah you were on pain light you were on uh, the trial version of pain and yeah as and as, as soon as, as you your full like, it just woof, and i was like oh, did anything break? break no actually how i don't know that was the day i also realized like am i superhuman <laughs> kevin is unbreakable he is bruce willis in that movie. <laughs> but the thing is like i was like rolling on the floor and just like 
pain. It's just like, I guess my, I don't know, muscle or something was just it, the only thing that was like damaged or like hurting. And it was just like, fuck. Yeah, damn, you got lucky then. Yeah. So that's one of the times I felt like really intense pain. The second time I felt intense pain How was. How are we going to top that? <laughs> it just happened this past summer, actually. Uh, during a soccer game, uh, some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. So during a soccer game, there was an incident like uh, some team from the other player crashes into me from behind with his head. And I, I, I don't know. The thing is, like, I, it felt weird. Maybe, like, the way it hit me on my head, I felt light. And I felt I was fine. But apparently everybody from the outside looking was telling me, it's like, are you okay? It's like, you stumbled and fell. And I was like, I did? <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that. I was, like, I was like, I thought I was good. Clearly not unbreakable. And then... I'm walking around, and then the referee tells me, he's like, you have to step off. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what for? I was like, I was like, I was like, he fouled me. I was like, why am I <laughs> stepping off? And he's like, you're bleeding. And I'm like, bleeding? I'm like, where the hell am I bleeding from? Ugh. And then he's like, you're bleeding from here? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I like put my hands to the back of my head, and then I look around, and there's like a lot of fucking blood on my fingers. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was a gnarly cut. I'm like, what the hell just happened here? Dude, it looked like your ear was, like, about to peel off of your head. That's how bad yeah. that was. So, what happened is, like, there was a deep gash, like, between where my ear and, like, head connect, kind of. And it turns out the person who, like, hit me from behind, he was wearing, like, these big fucking studded earrings and shit. Which kind of pissed me off. Yeah, like, you're supposed the, to take those off and yeah, cover them up. like, the referee was supposed to, like, make, make sure he takes them off. And, like, yeah. And then that's, apparently that's what cut me, like, sliced my ear from the back, like... Like in like following like it was following the ridges of my ear like clean cut like here and it was like this oh is shit why we have rules in place folks so yeah and the thing is like at first I thought it was just like you know like a small cut because like from 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 what it looked like I was like oh it's just like it's cut here and like you know we'll put alcohol on it we'll clean it up whatever cool I go home and like you know my ears throbbing in pain like it's very sensitive like it's just a small touch and it was just like it, it felt horrible. <laughs> And as we're cleaning the wound, uh, Tali was just like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what? She's like, uh, this is a lot worse than what we <laughs> yeah. initially thought. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So I go to the bathroom, and I have a photo of it. I'm debating if I should post it on the uh, uh, podcast page or not. By, by popular request, if you guys want it, let us know because it's <laughs> not for the squeamish. Uh, and so I go to the bathroom, and like I like – it's like my bathroom has like those three like three panel mirrors basically mm -hmm. and so like i pop two of them so i can like see the back of my ear basically like if i turn my head and like i move my ear slightly and that's where i see the big fucking gash it's just like where my ears just like hanging and i'm like oh shit and i'm like i need oh, to go to the I doctor i was oh, like God, I, I was like one, <laughs> i was like i need to go to the doctor for this the thing was it's like i didn't want to go to the emergency room because i was like man i have to pay a fucking High ass crazy fees if I go to the emergency room. Isn't that fucked up? Like American health system. It's like damn, yeah, refusing to go to the emergency room. So I was like, you know what? Next morning I will go to like immediate care. They'll take care of me. Blah blah blah. So I go to immediate care and they're like, oh my god, what happened? I was like, yeah, I got cut up with someone's earring. I'm pretty sure they didn't believe me and they thought some other fucking shit happened. I thought Tali like stabbed you and like this was your cover story. I don't know, but like I still have like my bloodied up jersey, so. So, and and I asked them, I was like, are you going to need stitches? And they're like, no, it's like, it's clean enough to the point, like, I guess they use, like, something of, like, glue. Yeah, it's basically or, super glue. Yeah. That's so what the, super glue was initially invented for. No? What? To, to seal wounds without stitches. So, yeah, that's what they use. And uh, they told me, like, yeah, you can't, like, put any hot water or anything for, like, five days, blah, blah, blah. Damn. So, yeah. So, uh, and they told me, it's like, it's going to peel off on its own. And, yeah. 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 And to this, to this day, though, I still, I still feel, like, a little bit of pain to the point, like, 
I guess the center where like it's healed. I guess I don't know, Dang. but yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if I can like still feel my lip gash from when I got it split open in volleyball. Oh. Uh, so I that guy's name, but he was a gentle giant, so it's okay. Yeah. So that's the other time I felt like really intense pain. Man, you got like, fucked up, dude. Yeah, but the thing is, like, what 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 was really intense is just like the slightest flick or something on my ear, and I was just like, out. I was like down. I was like no. I was like no, not good. I I, I didn't like it. And I didn't were, like it. I didn't I, like the searing pain. Yeah, and like there's times. What, what an evolution. What, what's what sucked is like, uh, Tali would sometimes forget that I had injury oh, to yeah, that yeah. ear, and she would just like, like touch a little bit, and I was just like, ah! she's like, oh my god, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. I was like, just don't do it again. Yeah. It happened 29 more times. <laughs> yeah, it's like anytime I was dating somebody, I got like a new ear piercing or something like that. I forgot a billion times, and I. I'm, I'm sorry to everyone I've ever done that to. So those are the times that I have felt intense pain. Damn, those are good stories. I can't believe that was that long for one question. <laughs> <laughs> well, good question, you know, whatever. Uh, next question here we have is from Jeff. Uh, he's asking, if you could make an IP into a video game, what IP and what genre of game? Just any IP? I'm guessing, yeah, just any IP. I feel like any IP I like has already been turned into a video game. Okay, well, like what? The Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament game, which was absolutely awful, but I loved it anyway. Uh, they even made a Full Metal Alchemist game that was really weird, and they made like two or three of those. I don't know if you've ever played them. Hmm. They were they were super interesting. I don't think so. Um, they, they flew under the radar, but I found them at Blockbuster when I was a kid, <laughs> so I played the hell out of them. Uh, damn, I'm trying to think of something like out of the box, but even like The Simpsons has their arcade game. I mean, D&D is basically just World of Warcraft. That would be another one. Plus, they have Baldur's Gate, which is literally just D&D the game. I don't know. I feel like every IP I would want already has some sort of a game on it. Interesting. Okay, okay. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if there's one that doesn't have it, but... I don't know. I mean, it could be, like, a different... It could be, like, an IP that has a game, but you could take, like, a different direction or something. Oh, that's a good point. <clears throat> Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I would say Star Wars, but they've made, like, literally every genre of game for that at this point. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I'm stumped. Oh, Futurama. Boom. How did I not think of that before? What kind of, what kind of game for Futurama? Um. Would you go, like, a Crazy Taxi Grand kind Auto. of thing? Or Grand Theft Auto? A Grand Theft Auto Futurama game. <laughs> that would be pretty fun, You'd actually. just be Bender on the run. <laughs> Boom. That's the answer, folks. There you go. That's not a bad one, actually. That's a good one. I think that was a good one. As for me, I don't know. Like, I have qu- quite a couple ideas here. Uh, one that I would like is kind of like uh, give it give it a kind of like maybe like Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild styled uh, Saint Seiya game. That'd be cool. With like mini mini missions all over the map and stuff. Yeah, like, like you don't have to start yeah. off as one of like the. You could be like your own like new uh, saint in training, basically, and like depending on the path you take is what. So you can like choose cloth. what kind of cloth you go towards. Yeah, like yeah, that's a lot of branches to go down too. So that'd be maybe they just give you like an option of like a couple of the zodiacs. Yeah, like it could be like you could do one of the the OG five. Like you you could start off going with like the Cygnus, Pegasus, Dragon. Andromeda, Phoenix cloth, and then from there, like you branch out to the silver versions, and from there, ultimately, your your goal is to reach like the gold. That could be cool. I could see that. 
Big so open world kind of exploration thing now. Yeah. Alright. I like that. I like yeah. that. Idea. And basically, like, you know, like you harvest materials to like repair your cloth that's been damaged from battles, basically. Do those get repaired? Well, I mean, yeah, they do get repaired. You need blood to repair it, but oh fuck. <laughs> so harvest materials has a way different connotation. <laughs> you said that very casually for somebody who's about to slaughter a village. You don't have to you, you, it has to be your blood or like another saint's blood. It can't just be like anyone's another blood. saint's blood. Can you just be like a saint hunter then? I, mean, I guess maybe that's that could be a course that the game could take. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that taken the show. Another one is, I guess, I think what would be really really cool would be. I'm thinking of fighting games. I would like to see a really good, like a better Power Rangers fighting game because I know they have like the Legacy Wars, but it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty cheap, cheesy, nothing really good. Or even a common Rider like fighting game as well. Oh, you combine all those universes. Yeah, you combine all those two universes as well. Just like all the Super Sentai universes and stuff. Yeah. Big Bad Eagle Borgs. <laughs> That'd be really good. I'd be down for that. That's a good idea. Uh, would definitely also like, you know what? A Voltron video game. <clears throat> what kind of game? Like as a pilot trying to find the lion or like as Voltron going on missions? I guess going on missions and also something, I guess, on the levels of... Do you remember the game Custom Robo? It was a really good game. Something along the lines of like that. It could also maybe be like a combination of like Star Fox. Like you're going across different sectors okay. and like you're piloting your lion. And like, you know, in some levels you can combine to be Voltron and some other you can choose a different lion for different explorations. Stuff like that. So I don't know. It's so, a you really- can, so you can like play different missions as different characters. Yeah, as different characters. Kind of like, uh, I don't know why Donkey Kong 64 is the one that came to mind. But like <laughs> I mean, different yeah, characters that, can do different things. Yeah, that, mean, that, 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 that could work with that too as well. All right. Cool ideas. I like so that. yeah. Yeah, man. Jeff's always asking really good questions, man. He's got good questions, man. There we go. I'll just replace you with Jeff. Fuck. <laughs> I uh, made your job too easy. Uh, next one we have here is from Kayla. She is asking, what Sonic the Hedgehog character do you most identify with? Knuckles, because I'm stupid. <laughs> Come on, you're both. We both know you're big the cat. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll take that. <laughs> I like big the cat. He's a chill dude. I don't know. As for me, I'm trying to think like which one would I be? I'd be Shadow because I'm so dark. Fuck oh hell you, no! Guys. I would not be Shadow. Hmm, that's a really hard one. I don't really know. What's him. the crocodile's name? Vector. Vector. Yeah. Nah, I'm definitely not Vector. No. <laughs> Maybe uh, Espia, but barely. I don't know. That's kind of. Huh, it's a really tough one. Uh, who else is some other Sonic the Hedgehog characters? Hmm, could I be Sonic? Maybe. Yeah, you're, you're pretty wise, Kraken. Maybe Sonic, but I know my brother would be pissed off about that. <laughs> Whatever, let him be, man. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> uh, I could also be. Let me think. Ooh, Jet the Hawk. I don't know his personality too well, so I can't really say. He's if um, Shadow wasn't an Edge Lord. <laughs> As long as I'm not Chris Thorndike, I'm good. <laughs> What's wrong with Chris? A lot of stuff is wrong with Chris. <laughs> What's wrong with Chris? Everything's wrong with Chris. Um, hey, at least he existed in the show with the greatest fucking intro theme song. That me. Sonic X theme song goes horde. You know what? I think I'm going to go with like I'd like to be a chow. A chow? Why not? Be a chow. Okay, okay. That's a really hard question because like, I don't know. I don't... Aside from like the main cast, other Sonic characters have barely made any like representation. If you mean, unless you're deep into the Archie comics, but that's been a while for me. So uh, that's gonna be my answer. Though I'm gonna go with Chow. All right, just be a chill little Chow. Yeah, nice chill little Chow. I like that. 
Uh, next question here that we have. Huh? From Mabel here asking us, well, well, here we go. In a Last of Us scenario, how long do you think you'd survive? <sighs> Not long. Not long, really. I'm the comic relief friend, so I'm like getting through like half of it and then I'm dying. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 100%. I'm, I have no skills of my own. I'm just going to mooch off of people, but that only gets you so far once you're in the fucking rough and tumble post apocalyptic world. I think I make it pretty far. You got to like a lot of survival skills, I feel like. You definitely make it farther than me. I would ride your coattails until I fall <laughs> off and die. I would make a heroic sacrifice, though. Yeah, I, I think I would, I would make it pretty far. Yeah. I'm going to be um, Matthew Lillard in 13 Ghosts. Make it kind of far, but the death is going to be tragic. Oof. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Really solid questions you're, here. Yeah. You're Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I'm Tony, Sh- Tony Shalhoub dies in the end. Shit, does he? Yeah. Wait, he becomes the 13th ghost. That's uh, the only hey, way I that... I haven't seen that movie in a hot minute. Yeah, that was like... Or does he die in the end? Or maybe he doesn't die in the end. I don't end. think he dies in the end, my guy. What? I think he did die. Maybe he doesn't. That, that was the whole point. Is like uh, Matthew Lillard has to sacrifice himself to like let the last couple of people go and live. Because he like closes the chamber that's... and they, Oh, I remember because he gets like banged against a corner and like folded in half. Fuck. Yeah. That was a cool death. Okay, maybe he didn't die then. I don't know why I thought he did. Could be a different know. movie. Let's watch it and find out, folks. Here we go. So, yeah, I think I'm going to make it pretty far. I, d- I definitely do have some good survival skills. I used to go camping frequently a lot. And also, <laughs> my time in El Salvador has definitely taught me some survival <laughs> skills. So, spending some reserve has definitely paid off. Yeah, I think you'd, I think you'd make it pretty far. Yeah. So, you know, pretty, pretty solid questions. Uh, the only thing is, like, I, I did post this story a little too late, so I'm going to have too many questions. Ah, uh, Slack and Kev. Yeah, but I actually do have one question that I want to ask, actually. Okay. And that is, let me pull it up. I had it saved here. It was so good it couldn't fit in his brain. He had to write it down. Yeah. That's that's going to be my excuse from now on for why I can't remember a goddamn thing. Because it's more fun <laughs> than saying, I have a lot of head trauma in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, here's a question. Uh, name an animated TV show that deserves a revival to keep it in line with King of the Hill coming <clears throat> back. Oh, Symbionic Titan. Nice. That's one actually I haven't thought of. Yeah. I would I would love to see more Symbionic Titan. Hell yeah. That's a really great one. Everyone who hasn't checked that one out, check that out. I would say Gravity Falls, but I feel like it ended where it needed to end. So, like, I wouldn't... Like, I mean, the creator wanted that show to end yeah. neatly and not be dragged on until Oblivion. And I think they did a, did a good job of that. But Symbionic Titan had so much more to explore. That show was great. You don't get the fucking... White world, white white girl twerking scene <laughs> out of a bad show. All right, a that can people, only exist in a classic. A lot of people think about that show, but then for me, my favorite part is what came afterwards. No, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Brian Posehn voicing that character. <laughs> yeah, what a random choice. I loved it. It's a perfect choice, though. Yeah, it was. Love the Squatch. Yes, Sinbad Titan is a good one. I think for me, I think I would love another season of Teen Titans. Oh, for sure. Uh, maybe even more Infinity Train would also be really good. Infinity Train would be awesome. Thanks, HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, another one would be good also. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going off Cartoon Network shows. Uh, Generator Rex. I think that one ended way too soon than it, what it should have. And then I actually do have one more. And this is actually a show that I've been meaning to talk about for a while. So I gotta, But just got to remember how to work it in here. But it was one of the first Toonami original shows. There's two versions of it. There was like a six 
mini episode series and then it became like a full-on two-season anime kind of thing it's called igpx wait is that what i think it is if you might yeah it might be immortal grand prix yeah the immortal grand prix i would definitely have loved to see more of that that was a cool show that was was a fantastic show it was like robot parkour racing Kind kind of no it was like it was robot racing, but then like they would fight on the track, and then like whoever survived to the end was like yeah. It was like it was like roller derby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. It was like roller derby with robots. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that was a good show. I remember liking it. Um. I don't know. I would see like I'd like to see more uh, Zoids. Also solid. But like the. What is the season? The one with Bit? Yeah. Isn't that New Century? No, New Century? Yeah, yeah, it is New Century. Um, yeah, I would like to see more Zoids New Century. Because I feel like that those were just that was just a really cool setup. Just fucking a robot fighting league, essentially. But with like semi-sentient robots. Nice, nice, yeah. I still have not gotten my pre-orders, by the way. <laughs> I'm fucking furious. I'm well, going to cancel them and just order. Well, I think they're. I, I checked for you, and they, I think they're shipping this month. It looks like because it says February twenty twenty three on the Liger Zero model. It said that every month since November. Ah, it just changes every month. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm wow, fucking well, furious. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm probably just gonna cancel an order from a different shop. Make sure a different shop has it in stock, though. Well, I'm gonna order first and then cancel because fucking. It's, yeah. I'm sick of waiting. I haven't built mine yet. I need to build mine. I need to find time. I, have, I haven't built my Gundam from C two E two yet either. It's sitting in storage. Oof. But aside from that, do you have anything else here for us today? <sighs> no, that's all I got, folks. Thanks for letting us get to 21. Yeah, we're on to 21. Uh, 22. The Taylor Swift episode. We're <laughs> feeling 22, baby. I was going to say catch 22, but all right. Yeah, that works too. 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Uh, Wait, whatever happened to the... Weren't they supposed to do a 22 Jump Street and MIB crossover? Yeah, we talked about that in like earlier episodes. It was canceled. Uncancel it. <laughs> Uncancel it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to be canceled. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, I don't have anything else for you guys here today. As always, we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us over at Divergence64 on Instagram. Uh, definitely need to make a Twitter and TikTok for this, I guess. But eventually, eventually, when we get video, we'll, Wait, what we'll get What TikToks there. are we going to be doing? For I don't time? know. We'll we'll record like small snippets to get people engaged or something. I Just record us fucking bickering about shit before the episode starts, then we go use it for the episode. Yeah, fair. Uh, you can always follow me at Geek Night Ninety on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and also TikTok. Uh, I got I to gotta consolidate all of my handles because I'm bumbling B1 on Twitter and <laughs> bumbling B underscore on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow that name was not taken anywhere, so it's working for me. <laughs> Fucking lucky you, man. Yeah, and, you know, looking forward to uh, C2E2 coming up at the end of next month. True, but before that, the better event is going to be the Mario Kart Tournament. Oh, uh, yeah, 25th. the 25th. Yeah, Mario Kart Tournament on the 25th. Uh, yeah, DM us. Uh, hit us up if you want entry and everything like that. Uh, spread the word if you want people to come. There's going to be merch, games, uh, good vibes. Yeah. Uh, we can have a... We might have a DJ. We might just have a, a big-ass speaker with uh, somebody awesome on Ox. We don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yet. But, um... Yeah, look forward to that. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to be selling some uh, bob bombs uh, for anyone who wants to buy one. Nice. Uh, they're nice and squishy. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so look forward to that. But as always, 
We appreciate you listening, and, you know, remember to always have yourselves a damned good one. Later, losers.